How many of y'all ever struggle with worry? How many of y'all would be considered someone would call you a worry ward? Would you raise your hand to be honest? Not time for confessing? Well, let me ask this. How many of you think you've ever worried about something or been anxious about something? Would you raise your hand? Sure, we all have. You know, the Bible speaks about that quite a bit. And so let's look at it tonight. Let's go to the New Testament. Let's look at the book of Philippians chapter 3 tonight. And uh, let's just look at it. Let's, let's look and see how, what does the Bible say? What are some principles that can help us to respond to worry? To worry. I've got several verses here tonight that I'm going to look at. But I think Philippians chapter 4 We'll look there tonight, and uh, hopefully something can be helpful. If you're there, would you say amen? amen. Philippians chapter 4, let's look at, begin reading in verse number 1. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and longed for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Iodius and beseech Syntyche, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. That's a double command. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Now here it is, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. Notice this. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, notice this. Here's the prescription. Think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace She'll be with you. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight understanding our inability. Lord, we know that we are not able, but Lord, we know that you're able. Lord, we're just frail, but Lord, we know that you're mighty. Lord, we know that we are not capable, but Lord, you are capable. So I pray tonight that you will take your word, Use it in our hearts and lives and change us tonight. We'll thank you for what you do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't believe a message is a message unless it's something that speaks to us. I think, share a little something with you. Uh, a preacher should just not get up and preach a message for you. That would be a sermon. A message is something that God has used and it's a message from God that affects not only the people listening, but the one speaking. And I truly believe, understanding where I'm at in my life right now, this has been very helpful to me as I've studied this. Now, I'm not going to say to you tonight that I'm an expert on any of this, but I do believe the Bible is an expert on it. And I believe his principles are pure, true, and right. 
And I think that if we would apply his principles to our life, we would be much better Christians. I want to deal tonight with worry. Now, the Bible says in verse 6, be careful for nothing. That's what that means. It says, in other words, quit worrying. Be careful for nothing. That's what that means. Be careful for nothing. In other words, quit worrying. Quit being full of anxiousness. In other words, worry. Look, the world is full of worry. I mean, look, people, we, us, me, you, at times in our life, we're worried about our futures. We're, you, we're worried about people that we love. We're worried about their future. We're worried about our health. We've been worried about a disease now for over three years. It's brought a lot of worry. It's brought people to a place where they've gotten so worried, they've really quit living. They worry. God says be careful for nothing. That means everything. That means no matter what is going on in our life, the Bible says be careful for nothing. Now wait a minute, we're human. And God knows that. But we know that God says to us, He gives us a command, and if He gives us a command, if He gives us a principle, then it can be done. So he says to us, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. But look, people all around the world, all people know what it means to be worried. Worried about their future, worried about stress, worried about, look, death. There are people that are worrying themselves about death and they ain't even nowhere near dying yet. You say, Pastor, it doesn't happen. I know it happens. I've been around people like that. They're scared to death to die. And I'm going to be honest, I've shared this with you before. One of the godliest men I ever knew. He started having some heart problems and he had to get a pacemaker. He, this was at Greystone. He would come to my office every day. And I mean, this was the most, one of the godliest men I ever knew in my life. Mr. Bonner. He come to my, after he started having some health issues, he came to my office every little whip stitch. And I mean, he was just so down and discouraged and worried. And I'll never forget it. One day he was in the foyer of the church. He came in there and pastor happened to be there. And pastor looked at him. He said, Elbert, you're not going to die. And Elbert perked up. Like pastor was a prophet. And I even perked up. I was like, what's pastor going to say here? He said, you know why I know you're not going to die right now, Mr. Bonner? He's like, what? He said, because you're scared to death of dying. And he said, I believe if you're ready to die, God will give you dying grace. It perked him up, boy. And I was like, that's good, preacher. I never thought of that. And I've told you the story. It was on a Sunday night. I was preaching that night. It was weeks later. Mr. Bonner was fine. He wasn't able to come to church. He was at home that night. It was before online services. He was watching something on TV. I was preaching and the phone rings. Preacher gets up, goes in the office, answers the phone. I get done preaching. Pastor comes up behind the pulpit. He said, church, I just want to announce to you, Mr. Bonner passed away just minutes ago. And when I met Miss Bonner, we went up there to the house that night and we went up to see her. Here's what she told me. She's like, Pastor Mark, because I asked, I said, she he said, he passed right here. And here's what she said. She said, he got up off the couch. And before you know it, he said, that pacemaker went off. And he said, Mr. Bonner, she said, he passed before even before he hit the ground. He was already gone. You know what? He did all that worrying for nothing because he didn't even know it hit him. You know why? God gave him dying grace. But there's people worrying about death and they're nowhere even close to dying. So worry is a real thing. 
All of us have dealt with it. Some seek help from doctors because of worry and stress. Some people get on drugs because of worry and stress. Some people give up because of worry and stress. Worry can cause health problems. You say, Pastor, really? Yes, that's where ulcers come from. Not all ulcers, but do you know ulcers can come from worry? Stress? There's no doubt about it. We know that it can even cause death. Worry and stress can cause a lot of anxiety. And we all deal with it. We all do it. There's not anybody that is not... Everyone is prone to deal with worry and stress. We're human. But God says to us, be careful for nothing. In other words, worry. That word, be careful for nothing, means worry. What does the word worry mean? What does it mean? You know what it means? I looked it up. It's to divide the mind. It divides the mind. In other words, it gives the picture of that it rips and divides the mind in two. It tears it apart. It brings it to a place of where it's ripped. It's divided. So God, when He says to us, be careful for nothing, look, worry has never dried one tear. Worry's never dried a tear. Let me give you another one. Worry has never fixed a problem. Worry. It's never mended one broken heart. Worry's never done it. A divided heart, a ripped up heart, worrying and full of anxiousness and full of stress has never mended one broken heart. I'll give you something else that worry has never done. It's never solved a problem. I want you to think about that. I believe that's why God says to us, be careful for nothing. But in everything, but in everything, what? By prayer and supplication. So how, what's worry? If we're divided in the heart, we're divided in the mind, it's being ripped apart. Do you know what worry says? Look, we know what the Bible says. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ, right? How many of y'all believe that? I can do all things through Christ. Now that's God's word. I can do all things. But do you know what worry says? God can't. That's what worry does. Worry says, God, you can't. And he says, I can do all things. He is all powerful. There's nothing. His arm is not short. He is not. He is able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think. But worry, here's what worry tells us and what it makes us feel. He can't do it. Our problem is too big. Our issue, God, you don't get our issue. It's different, Lord, it's me. And do you know something? By the way, when something's personal, it's very powerful. Do you know what a very, uh, do you know what a, a major surgery is? The difference in a major surgery and minor surgery is who's having the surgery. If you're having the surgery, it's minor to me. But if I'm having a wisdom tooth cut out, that's a minor surgery. But if I'm the one having it, looky here. Bless God, that's major. 
That's going to be the sickest I've ever been. Somebody say amen. See, it's, it, it's relevant what's going on. And by the way, as a Christian, we are to bear one another's burden. So if it's a big deal to so-and-so, it ought to be a big deal to us. We should never minimize. You know, if anybody ever has surgery, you know, we shouldn't ever really minimize that. You know, years ago, Kaylee, I mean, she had her, I mean, I don't know of anybody else. Kaylee's had her tonsils, her adenoids done twice. She was the only person I've ever known that had to have surgery on her adenoids twice. But you know, when we first, when the children were small, Kaylee had to have tubes for the first time. I'm just going to be honest with y'all, man. I wanted everybody in the church to pray. I mean, I felt like the pastor ought to come down there for that surgery, man. I mean, he ought to have showed up for that thing. But after Kaylee had to have four sets of them, I mean, come on. But I'm just saying, we should never minimize things. But obviously, some people are experts at things. But what I'm saying is this. We worry. But God says to us, let be careful for nothing but in everything. So here's what worry says. God, you can't. Right? Because if we're going to sit around and worry about it, why would we worry about it if we think someone can take care of it? We don't worry about things that we know we can handle. We don't worry about things we know that's taken care of. What do we worry about? We worry about things that we don't think anybody can do anything about. But here's the problem. There's a lot of times we're in a situation, we have a problem that no man can do anything about it, but God sure can. But worry tells us he can't. So you keep that in mind the next time when we think about, we worry about this problem, we say, Oh, we're going to worry about this because why we're worried? Well, really what we're telling God, he's not able to do it. No, he's able to do it. So he says, be careful for nothing. So let's talk about this. What are some things, and I, I probably will do this for a couple of Wednesdays, but I want to look at some things. We're not to worry. Don't fret. So how do we go and respond? Don't be a worry ward. How, what can help us not to be a worry ward? Number one, y'all ready? Do not worry about tomorrow. Matt, write this down and I'm going to read it to you. Matthew chapter 6 verse 34. See, God covers all this. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let's look what the Bible says now. That's, that's easy said, but now why can we say don't worry about tomorrow? Because God tells us we don't have to worry about tomorrow. Why? Look at verse 34 of chapter 6 of Matthew. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You know what that verse means? It don't do you or me a bit of good to worry about tomorrow because your worry ain't going to change what happens tomorrow. Amen? So you know what God's trying to get us to understand a principle here? You worry about today. You do the best today. Don't let tomorrow's trouble make you worry about to ruin your day. Now, you say, Pastor, we're human. I know we are. I'm preaching to myself. I can't say to you that I've always sat here behind this pulpit and I'm saying to you that I've lived this principle all my life and I've never worried about tomorrow. I have, but I've learned this through my life. It's a waste of time to do it. Learn to live one day at a time. We must not allow tomorrow's problems, right, this is a good quote, we cannot allow tomorrow's problems to trouble us today. 
Today is sufficient. We'll deal with what we have to deal with today. Now, I know I'm saying that to you, and there's no doubt we're going to walk out of here tonight, and if we don't apply this principle to our life, we'll walk out here tonight and worry about everything tomorrow. How many of y'all have lost sleep? And I know you ladies do this, and God bless your heart. I appreciate folks that, you know, want everything to be right, but I know women that stayed up all night long because they've cooked all night long in their mind. I know women, they, they're so worried about decorating something and making sure something's just exactly right. They're laying up all night losing sleep because they're worrying about how is that going to look tomorrow. Here's what I say to you. Don't worry about it. I don't. But I'll be honest with you. There's been times that I went to bed at night and I've worried about things myself. It might not be weather because I could care less about that. De- I like decorations to look nice, but I'm going to be honest with you. I've never cooked all night long in my mind. I've worried about other things though. But why would I lose sleep over something that I can't even control tomorrow? Let's get a good night's rest. Let's deal with tomorrow tomorrow. And let's not allow tomorrow's problems to trouble us today. We must face today. Leave. Here it is. Leave tomorrow in the Lord's hands. Because it's in His anyway. I'm preaching to me. Y'all just happen to be an audience tonight. So don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be a worry wart. Quit worrying about tomorrow. When you say, well, why do I, how do I know that? Matthew chapter 6. There it is. You wrote it down tonight. Stow it away in your heart. Put it in your mind. Quote that over and over and over. Today's the day. Today's the day. I need to live today of the fullest. I can't allow tomorrow's problems to trouble me today. You have to mentally struggle and fight and put that in your mind when you're prone to worry about something tomorrow that your worry will not change. It's mental. And you got a promise from God. Number two. Y'all ready? Stop trying. Start trusting. Now this is a big one. You know what I've learned? We cannot control a lot of things that happens. We can't. We try. And there are some things we can control. But there's a lot of things that we worry about and trouble us. We can't can't control it. It's out of our control. And the truth is, most of the things that cause us problems and trouble are things we can't control. But I'm going to tell you what we can do. We can control how we react. Get it down. What we normally do is we can't control circumstances that happen in our life and we give that us as an excuse to be able to respond to that. We might not be able to control the circumstance, but we can control how we respond to that. Think about that. Here's what I'm going to say. I think this is vital. I think it's important. And I've learned this. And it's been a very painful lesson to learn. It's important. It is so very vital to slowly, and it might take time. 
you got to get control of your life again. How do we do that? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Here's what the Bible says. Casting all your cares upon him. Why? For he careth for you. Look, we can't, we can't change other people. We can't change the past. We can't change things. There's things you cannot change. No matter how bad you want to change it, no matter how you wish you could change it, you can't change it. We sometimes are not able to change any circumstance. It's out of our control. And many times we spend most of our life struggling and worrying and stressing and allowing that to affect our lives because of a situation or a circumstance or a person or some event that has happened. We can't change. But I'm going to tell you what we can do. We can change ourselves. Me and Brother Carter was talking just before church and I shared this. Even I gave him as a prayer request. Dale Vance, his wife died of 30 years. And I shared this with you the other day. He put up on Facebook, if God allows pain, and I don't like this. I don't even like the statement. I don't like it. I don't like it. But it's true. I wish God had some other way. But he don't. If God allows the pain, he has a purpose in it. Y'all believe that? Now, that's not the way we would go. That's not what we would choose. We want the happy stuff. We want the good stuff. We want the mountaintops. But God, if He allows the pain, there's a purpose. What happens? Change ourselves. Look, something may happen and you'll never be the same possible you'll never be the same but I'm going to say this it's only natural to try to work things out but let me just say this there are some problems and things out of your control they're out of my control so here's the, here's the gist quit trying because no matter how you try you're not going to change it so what do you got to do? You have to trust the Lord. You have to trust the Lord that His will is perfect. You have to trust the Lord that He knows what He's doing. And we know He does. And we don't understand all things. But we've got to quit trying and we have to start trusting. You know why we live? We live by our feelings. And see, feelings many times are in complete enmity with faith. Because faith don't always feel right. Trust don't always feel right. But we have to understand our problems sometimes are out of our control. So we take this verse, which has been a very special verse to me all through my life. And to be quite honest with you, it's not been one that's been as prevalent in my life in the last few months. It should be. But I want you to know in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. What does that word cast mean? It certainly ain't trying 
When you cast something, you're not working it. You're not sweating over it. You're not burdening it. You're not carrying it. You're not trying to fix it. You've casted it on the one that can do something with it. And you're trusting. You're not trying anymore. I know I've shared this with you, but changed my life. And I have to be often reminded of it. But years and years ago, I went to this counselor and he sat down with me and I kept quoting that verse and I didn't even know what the verse meant. And there was a counselor, I don't even know what that man's name was, but he broke that down, that verse down for me. I was a young man, 21. And he said, you keep quoting that verse. He said, I don't think you know what that verse means. I guess I do. No, I don't. After he got done, man, he schooled me. He, he said, look, here's what, you keep quoting that verse, cast all your care on him. I said, do you know what that means? He says, you're not casting anything on him. And he had me draw a line down the middle of a paper. He said, on this side, I want you to put your side, and on this side, put God's side. He said, now here's what I want you to do, Mark. He said, I want you to write down everything that you have control over that you're worrying about. Do you know there wasn't anything that was on that side? He said, I want you to write down what's on your side, what you can do, what you have control over. Write it down what your cares are, what you're struggling with, that you're trying. And I'm going to be honest, there wasn't any. He said, now on that other side where you wrote God's side, he said, I want you to write down all the things that you don't have control over, that you have to cast that on the Lord. You know what? That list was long. He said, there's your problem. He said, you're trying to carry and worry things that you can't have any control to fix and you're not trusting Him to do it. Life-changing. You know what I learned that night? Quit trying and just trusting. Now, I'm not saying you to quit trying. Look, if you're discouraged, you got to fight yourself out of that stuff. You can't just give in and say, oh, I tell you what, I'm just down and out and I'm just going to trust the Lord to get me out of it. Well, He will... But you're going to have to put some principles and truth and you're going to have to remind your mind and you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to fight that. I'm not telling for you just not to try anything, but I'm just saying there are issues, problems, struggles that we worry about. We don't have any control over. You're going to have to quit trying to burden them, worry about them. Let your mind be divided over that and start giving it to the Lord. Cast it. Quit picking it up. Some people come down here an altar, they'll lay a burden up the altar and say, oh Lord, you can have it. Before they get to that pew, they didn't put it back on their back. No, cast means you've cast it. You've rolled it over. You've taken that off of you. You can't bear it no how. I can't bear it no how. And by the way, you know why there's so many people discouraged? There's so much depression today? Because we're trying to bear it. We're trying to bear it. We're trying to carry it. Quit trying. There are some things you have no control over. Why worry about it? Trust the Lord. Faith overcomes fear. And I know it don't always feel like trusting. Trust me, I get that. When we worry, here's what we're saying. God, you can't do it. That's what we're saying. We never say that. Oh, I know, but God can do everything. Well, wait a minute. If he can do all things, then why are you worried about something? Do we believe he can or can he? Well, if we're going to worry about it, we're basically dividing our mind over that. And we're saying, oh, we're divided, Lord. I'm letting this rip up my mind. And the reason is because I'm not casting to the Lord. We're trying and we have to trust. 
Now look, that's easier preaching than doing, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's peace there. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? When we worry, we're saying, God, you can. Get a hold of that. That's powerful stuff. When we worry, we're telling God, you can't do it. Where are you, God? What you doing? I'm sitting here worrying about all this stuff, and you're sleeping. You're, what are you doing? No, he's, he, he knows what he's doing. When we worry, we're telling him we can't, that he can't do it. As I close, number three, because all good sermons have three points. Right? Y'all glad for three or five? Y'all want five tonight? I could go ahead and give them all to you. I got about ten, but I'll split them up through the Wednesdays. Y'all ready for the third one? Simple stuff now. Powerful though if we get a hold of it. Y'all ready? Y'all heard it before. Give it to God. Give it to God. Very verse that I just read. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything. Now do y'all believe God's word's perfect? How many of y'all believe that he means what he says and says what he means? Y'all believe there's any uh, mistakes in the Bible? That's pretty weak. Y'all believe there's any mistakes in the Bible? Y'all just chirp in now. So if that verse is true, let's just look at the wording. Be careful for nothing. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when the Bible says for nothing, that means everything. Right? That means nothing. That means all problems, even yours. All people, all circumstances, all things. Now, pastor, that ain't fair. Now, you know me. You know I'm going to worry about that. Well, you take that up with God. He said be careful for nothing. Oh, man, God's like this. He, He understands me. He gives me a pass on this. He tells me I'll go ahead and worry about it. No, he don't. Oh, but you don't understand, Pastor, what I'm dealing with. I know I probably don't understand, but he does, and he means what he says. He says, be careful for nothing. That means everything. How many of y'all, do y'all, does anybody use A-L-L? Laundry detergent? Does anybody use all? Nobody uses all? All right, we got one. We all know what, that's probably one of the best names for a laundry detergent that you can buy. You know, I mean, it's better than Tide. I mean, where do you get Tide at? That sounds like a football team. Tide? I like all. You know why? Just the very fact of that. What great commercialism there. When you think about all, what's that mean? Man, I can wash all the clothes. Right? I mean, I, when I see the word all, A-L-L, that's what it means. When someone says to me, hey, that's an all-you-can-eat buffet, I know what that means. Better get them, uh, hey, better get them jogging pants on and that belt loosen up. Somebody say, man, come on, y'all a rough crowd tonight. They used to, hey, me and my dad alone shut down a Chinese restaurant in Knoxville, Tennessee, because they'd have an all-you-can-eat buffet. Crab leg buffet. Hey, look, they said it was all you can eat, but after Dad and I done went up there 20 times, they done went and took our plate. Somebody say amen. 
I said, wait a minute now. You said this was all. She was like, you know, she's like, oh, no, you're, you're done. I said, false advertisement. My family always got embarrassed when we went to that place. I said, hey, looky here now. It says all. Right? All you can eat? Well, we understand that with food. But God says right here, all. He says, you're not supposed to worry about anything. All problems, all things. Hey, give the problem to God. Here's what the Bible says. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Pray that God will give you the strength to face the day as a Christian. When the Bible says of the peace of God which passes all understanding, he can keep peace in your mind and my mind and in my heart, look here, beyond our understanding. Y'all ever worried about something and you start praying about it and you feel better about it? Happens a lot, don't it? Can I give y'all a real quick story? I've never forgotten it. I was a young Bible college student. I was traveling home one evening. I was listening to a sermon. Dr. Curtis Hudson, he used to be the editor of the Sword of the Lord. And he was telling a story of where he was so excited to get home. And he, had, he went out on all these churches. He got all these sword subscriptions. So he had all this money in his bag. And he had all new subscriptions to the Sword of the Lord. And I mean, he was, you know, but he was so excited. He'd been gone for so long. He had had his family meet him at the airport. And he said, I was just so excited to get home. He said, I got right in there in that car, seen my family, seen my wife, got in that car. And he said, we was about 20 miles down the road. And he said, it dawned on me. He said, oh, no. He said, I left my bag there at the airport, there beside that chair where I was waiting on my family. And he was like, oh, my goodness. He looked at his son. He said, Tony, you got to turn around and go back. He said, I left my bag there. He said, the whole time I started thinking, oh my goodness. I said, I've got all that money in there. He said, I've got thousands of dollars, all those sword subscriptions. People are going to think I stole that money. He said that. And he said, and Tony said, and he looked at Tony. He said, well, Tony, go ahead and turn around and go back. But he said, it ain't there. He said, somebody done stole it. And old Tony, his son, looked. he said, well, dad, don't you think you ought to pray about it? He said, Tony, there ain't no need in praying about it. He said, that bag's gone. They done stole it. They done opened it up. They sent all that money. They're going to get me as a, someone that embezzled all this money, all these subscriptions, and the money's lost. And finally, his son looked. He said, well, dad, I'd at least pray about it. He said, you are a preacher. He said, you ought to pray about it. He said, Tony, there ain't no need in praying about it. He said, that bag's gone. He said, well, I'll at least pray about it. He said, so I'm going to be honest with you. He said, I got to pray. He says, dear God, that's your money. He said, that ain't my money. He said, God, I'm asking you to right now. He said, I said, you could put, I mean, guardian angels around that bag. No one would touch that bag. He said, God, I'm asking you to touch that bag. Don't let anybody have touched that bag. Let it be right there where I left it. And he said, but here's what he said. He said, the more I prayed about it, he said, the better I felt about it. Y'all with me? See, some of the things we do is we don't pray about it. We just sit there and worry about it. And he said, y'all want to know what happened? He said, man, we pulled into that airport. He said, I jumped out of that thing. And he said, I ran in that lobby of that airport. And he said, man, there was six security guards. Six security guards were standing around that black bag. They thought somebody didn't left the bomb. He said, he's all standing back looking at that bag. They're like, they didn't know they was calling in security. They were getting a dog to come in and check, make sure there wasn't a bomb in it. 
And he said, man, here I come in there. And he said, here's what was amazing. He said, I got that bag, wasn't touching. He said, God did exactly what I asked. He said, I asked him for six security guards. He said, I asked for angels to hover around that bag. He said, he put six security guards around it. Some of y'all are a rough crowd tonight. He can keep peace in your mind and heart beyond your understanding. As you pray, as you pray, as you pray, and as you and I pray, I'm going to tell you what he'll do. He'll give us peace. Quit being a worry warrior. Now look, some of you ladies tonight are going to walk right out of this service. Well, I'm just telling you right now. That's good stuff and everything. Here's my, but, oh, that was a good service. That was a good message, Pastor Mark. But, but, no but. Man, y'all are a rough crowd. Can you at least amen my preaching? No buts tonight. Take the three principles, give it to God. Here, you got them wrote down? Write them down. Y'all ready? Stop trying and start trusting. Give it to God. And what's the first one? Don't worry about tomorrow. I got about six more coming the next couple of Wednesdays. I just feel like if you're like me, we spend way too much time wasting our time worrying about stuff. We're all guilty. Let's ask God to help us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand our feet tonight. one minute early can we do this can we just bow our head and close in prayer tonight I'll close in prayer but I'm going to ask would you just go to the Lord in prayer tonight if he spoke to your heart about something maybe it was just a little just a little small truth a little small principle that he's illuminated to you tonight why don't you just say yes to him and ask him to seal it in your heart tonight we are wasting time worrying God help us amen Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Now, Lord, I pray that you'll take these principles, these truths, and just change us, help us, encourage us, strengthen us. Lord, I'm thankful you do give victory. You do give joy. You do give peace. Lord, I'm thankful that you are able. Lord, there's not one problem, not one situation, not one circumstance that you're not able. But, Lord, when we worry, we're telling you that you can't. So, Lord, I pray you'll help us all so you can tonight. Help us to apply these truths. We'll thank you for what you do. Give us all safety as we travel home. We ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, God bless you. Have a great night. Tell two or three people you love and appreciate them before you go. Amen.